Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, my kings and queens, gods and goddesses? It's your girl, Dominique, back with another episode of Confessions of a Deity. Sorry if my voice sounds weird. I just woke up not too long ago. It's your girl's day off, so your girl's sleeping later. (laughs) What do I want to talk about today? Well, I think I want to talk a little bit more about my mom and about lost in general. So before my mom died, I don't think I had anybody who really died, who really affected me. I mean, I had a step-grandmother, she died, and I really cared about her, and I loved her. Um, Though some of my other family members may have not have, I did. Um, And I was sad when she died. But it wasn't debilitating, you know, I was young when she died, and so maybe that could have been a part of it, but It wasn't, like, devastating. It was sad, but it wasn't devastating. When my uncle died, that was, that was really sad. I mean, I was close to him, so that hurt me deeply. You know, that did hurt me. But it wasn't mind-altering It wasn't world-breaking. It was kind of like, take a pause and a step back, you know? Um, But when my mother died, when my mother died, that was the worst pain that I have ever felt in my life. Imagine being in so much pain but none of it physical. There's nothing physically wrong with you. You don't have a cut that you could put a band-aid on. You can't can't stitch up your mind. At least not in the same way you can a body part. And it hurt like hell. And it still does. People told me all kinds of things, and I get it. They wanted me to feel better. They were trying to give me some hope to keep going. They told me things like, she's in a better place, and she's in peace now. And eventually this pain that you're feeling, eventually this pain will go away. With time, it will lesson well from anybody who lost maybe it's all different maybe we all have our different ways but for me time kind of made it worse that pain still comes back I didn't it didn't lessen with time it just made it easier to forget sometimes. I'm here to tell anybody, if you are struggling after losing somebody, 
it is okay to say that you need help. I didn't have that. I didn't feel like I had a safe place to say that. I felt like I had to be strong. I had to pretend that I was okay. And even if I wasn't okay, I didn't feel like there was anyone in my life at the time who would be able to care or help me. I felt like if I did tell somebody, my family members, they would try to diagnose me, call me crazy, or somehow turn it against me. And that is a sad existence to live in, where you feel like the people who you should trust the most at this time are vultures and are there to pick off the carcasses the carcass of your dead body that's how I felt and I'm sorry if my family members who are listening to this were around at the time and you know feel some type of way about that but that was my truth and that is how I felt I felt like none of you listened to me there was no listening in the exchange it was you are doing this and you got to do this I'm getting ahead of myself so let's talk about before she died before she died she was very sickly and I had to take care of her for a little while about a year and some change and the whole time the whole time I was bombarded with things that I should have been doing you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. Nobody, and I mean nobody, came to me and said, this 19-year-old young lady is losing her mom. Her father is in the hospital and might not make it. Let's come and help her. No, it was, you are doing this wrong. And they kept comparing me to my other cousin, Tia. First of all, my other cousin was older when her mother had her issues. She was older, more established in herself. And we are not the same people. We're not. I never thought of having to take care of my mom. I was 19. I was young. I had just started taking care of myself. And it was kind of like my other aunt, the one who did help take care of my mother, even her. It felt like she was kept getting into this thing where she wanted to compare me to her daughter. And I don't know why, but that's just how she is. I love her. That's my favorite aunt. But, yeah. And I do thank her because she was there. She she helped take care of my mom when she could. But she was sickly herself, so it wasn't much she could do. I do feel like she could have been more compassionate to me. I felt like she was more expecting me to do things. But then I understand she was sickly herself. So I cannot put that on her because she was not in her. Her sister was sick. She was grieving and so she was going through stuff as well. So I completely understand that. But it just felt like other family members who could have. It was just one obstacle at the, uh, after the other. And it wasn't with 
my mom. It was with the family. They were making things for me very difficult. And none of them, I don't think, either realized or probably didn't give a dang that my mind was breaking. I, I'm lucky to be alive. I am lucky to be living and here with you right now. Because I'm telling you, I was going to die. And either I was going to die by my own hand or I was going to die from all the stress. I'm getting deep. But I wanted to die at some points of that journey. And this was even before my mom died. I literally, I just didn't want to be here anymore. I would have whole breakdowns where I would just burst out in tears. I woke up and every day was black and dark and grim. Every day felt like I was fighting myself in the universe to live like these people who were supposed to be there for me didn't want me to live and I had to fight my way to survive it was everybody it was a lot of people and a lot of things there were people who called CP called adult protective services on me there were people who didn't do anything but call me and complain and, and bitch like you were dead wrong I am here to say you were so wrong, but it's fine because God, you're going to pay for that. And you know who you were and who you are. So I don't have to sit here and say names. But I've learned to forgive. I have forgiven. I've forgiven for all of that because my mother, she raised me to be a forgiving, loving person. And God-fearing. And so I know I don't have to fight those battles or those people. I don't have to make those people accept their failure or and their their the, what they've done because God will make them face it, whether it's here or the next life. My mama used to say, you're going to get it either in this life or the next. And if you know like I know, you better hope you get it here. But. A lot of those same people are going through their own shit right now. See, sometimes when we're doing shit, sneaky shit, evil shit, bad shit, we don't think about that stuff coming back on us. We don't think about five years or not even five years, a few months, weeks, days down the road. Sometimes God clap back immediately. Sometimes he take a little longer, but eventually you're going to get that back, whatever it was that you did. So when people, when you're living in your life and shit, stuff just start going wrong, think about what you've done. Because nine times out of ten, you've earned it. You've earned that bad luck, that bad omen, that bad stuff that is happened to you, happening to you. Somewhere down the line, you earned it nine times out of ten. Now, I ain't saying that this is one size fit all, 
Of course, God sometimes makes things happen because he wants to teach you something or you need to go through that so that you will grow and get to a place where you can be stronger. And I feel like that is what happened to me. That's why I went through what I went through. It was because I needed to learn. I needed to open my eyes. I was living in a fantasy. I was living in a fantasy where I thought the people around me were cared about me. And I had to realize that that was not the truth all the time. That people are still people. And they are very flawed. And a lot of times they can't care about nobody else because they can't stop getting out of their own dang way. They got their own issues that they're dealing with. So a lot of times they will put pressure and pain and frustration and stress onto you because that is what they are feeling. I'm learning not to let people bring me down. I'm learning that you can't put expectations on people. You can't put expectations on people to be a certain way or to do a certain thing because they will rarely, if ever, do or think or behave the way you need them, want them, or think they should. My mother was dropping pearls all throughout my life. She was a very wise woman, but I didn't realize it until she was gone. People, try to gather those pearls up while you're living. Try to keep them tight. Make a necklace out of them. Put some earrings on so that they'll be with you. Because those pearls, they are more valuable than you will ever realize. But a lot of times we don't remember them until the person who gave them to us is long gone or is on their way out the door. I'm here as a living testament to say that you can survive. You can survive being on your own. You can survive doing it by yourself. You can survive. And yes, it will be hard. It is hard to realize that the world that you thought you lived in, you do not live there. But you will survive. I'm surviving. And I'm learning. I'm learning not just to survive, but I'm learning to live. I see my stepfather and he was, it ate him up when my mama passed. But he was always a strong man, and so he tried to pretend that it wasn't bothering him. But I knew he was grieving. My stepfather has been grieving for a while. He just now, I think, started to get from under that grief. And I can see by the way he's acting and the way he's behaving that he's getting out of that grief. But he was depressed for a while. And if you ask him, he'll say, no, I was But he was. He was. I can see it. Me and my brothers, we saw it. People who had been around him knew it. Because he loved her. I mean, he loved her deeply. They were not perfect by any means. He was not perfect to her all the time. And she was not a perfect woman to him all the time. But they loved each other. She loved him. And, yeah, it would be times when people would tell me, oh, yeah, mama this, yeah, mama that. My mama, yeah, she said a lot of stuff. My mama would talk about leaving him all the time because she would say, even when she got sick, she would say, I don't want him to have to take care of me. 
Because I don't think his life should be put on hold because of me. But she loved him. I know she loved him. Because on her final days when we had nothing to do but sit there and be with each other. We talked. That was my best friend. My mother was my best friend. We didn't always get along like I said. But she was my rock. She allowed me to go into the world and face no fear because I knew I had somebody who was always going to be there to catch me, at least emotionally. When she left, I had to learn how to wade on my own. It's like when you're a baby bird, you've been in the nest, and all of a sudden you get kicked out of the nest and your mom disappear. The nest disappeared. The nest's not even there no more. So even if you do find your way back up, you know, you learn how to fly. You don't got nowhere to land. You got to find a new place to land. That is exactly how it felt for me. And that is still how it feels for me. It feels like I am still circling, but I'm getting closer and closer to my landing zone. I'm here to give you divine, spiritual advice. <laughs> or maybe what I felt in my spirit. My mother used to say you have a strong spirit. And I'm happy, Dominique, that you are so strong. You are stronger than I have ever been, that I will ever be. That's what she used to say to me, and I didn't understand. She would say, even when I was a little girl, I was like seven, eight, she would say this to me. You are strong. You are a strong spiritual person. You are strong. Your spirit is strong. You are a strong person. And I wish that I had half of your strength when I was young, when I was your age. I wish I had half of that strength. She would say that my strength was going to save me from a lot of grief. A lot of mistakes that other people made. She said my strength would save me, hopefully, from falling into a lot of the traps of life. For the most part, she was correct. But what she didn't get right was, is that I was the way I was because of her, not in spite of her. She always felt like she wasn't a good mom. She was the best mother. She was the best person. She was the, I have never in my life met a person like her yet. And I will never meet a person like her. There can only be one Charlene. Anybody who knew her intimately would be able to attest to that. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, though, that whatever you're going through, whatever you are facing in your life, you can live through this. It may feel like you cannot. The walls may feel like it is closing in on you, and it may feel like the oxygen is being sucked out of the room. And every breath is harder than the last. But eventually, if you keep breathing, if you keep opening those windows, opening those doors, you will get the fresh, new, clean oxygen and air that you need. You will be able to breathe again. And not breathe in gasps. And not breathe in shallow breaths. But breathe. If nobody else told you today, I love you. And I think you're beautiful. I'm still struggling. 
I'm still learning. I am not the inspirational guru. I am not here to pretend that I am high and mighty. I am not. I am with you on this journey. I am with you in your pain, in your uncertainty. I hope if you are listening to this and you have went through some of the things that I've went through, I wish you my deepest condolences for your loss. And if you have not lost anybody yet that is that important to you, I would say appreciate them. Call them and tell them you love them. Give them a hug, a kiss. Spend time with them. Try to remember them because, you know, I have trouble remembering her voice. I have trouble remembering the way it felt when she hugged me. The way it felt when she kissed me. I have trouble remembering her when she used to stroke my hair or braid my hair for me. When I was a teenager, she would climb in the bed with me. I know that's so weird, right? Like, I'm a teenager, but she would, yeah, I would be laying there and she would come in my room and she would climb in the bed with me. And she would hold me even as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old young adult. In my mind, I was grown. (laughs) And she did not care. I was her baby. And I was going to forever be her little girl. (laughs) And she, I would get so mad. Mom, can you get out of my bed? What are you doing? Stop hugging me. (laughs) But she did not care. She would say, hush up. I'm your mama. I'm going to hug you. You're my baby. You're going to always be my baby. And she would literally tuck me into herself and like be stroking my hair like I'm just like I'm a little girl again. And I didn't know how much I needed those, those times. Lord. (sighs) I wish you all love, happiness, respect, tranquility. I wish you nothing but goodness in life. This is a prayer to the highest of high, the creator of all. All who is listening to this, I wish you peace. I wish you understanding of the things that you can't understand. I wish you acceptance of the things that are hard for you to accept. I wish that God finds you even in your lowest and that he picks you up off the ground and dusts you back off and sets you back on your path. May the creator, Allah, God, Yah, whatever you want to call them, the highest, may he wish you, may he bless you I love you, my kings and queens, goddesses and gods. And I hope you come back to have this journey with me. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you again. Love you.